70% loan to value. This meeting is being recorded. We're coming up with, with the balance out of pocket. And that was fine for single family homes, but we knew there was a better way. The first time we started looking at commercial properties and especially mobile home parks, we were talking about, ooh, we got to come up with a million and a half dollars. Um, really, that was the start of, we need to figure out how to come up with the funding, start raising capital. Um, the other part of it, Justin, is just like I, I had just said, is working with other real estate investors and people in our Facebook group. Um, that's the number one question that we always come across. People say, hey, I got a deal. I don't know what to do with it. I have no money. And that's probably just the biggest lead source that we still have, right? Is the marketplace, the community that we build and work in uh, brings leads all the time. And they just want to say, I brought this lead. I want a partner or I want to wholesale a deal or found a deal. I don't know what to do with it, right? That's, that's really part of the start is people, they're out there trying to hustle and find a deal and want to get to the next step. They don't know what to do. So they reach out to people like me, like you, and they say, what do I do with it? How do I close this deal? How do I talk to the seller? How do I get the paperwork done? It's always best to reverse engineer it, right? It makes it more simple for sure. Right. What, what do you think are the key skills necessary to be a successful capital raiser? Um, communication, networking. I think those, those are very key. Um, truly in raising capital, it's, it's how big of a net can you cast? Um, so we started our own Facebook group um, creative real estate university. And originally that's what it was started for, you know, and we just kept providing information to people. We don't charge you for being there. We just give out free advice, free on free guests and do different talks. But the purpose really of that group was to bring people together so that when we are looking for capital, we can to our own community and say, here's an opportunity. We've got private money lender looking for $50,000, making it to 10% and try to help people in the community work together, right? Some people are lenders, some people are borrowers. Hey, we're all here, let's work together. We can do so much better working together than struggling apart. Right, collaboration over competition, right? Amen, brother. So, so can you walk us through your typical process for raising capital for a new project or an investment opportunity? Uh, the whole thing starts with underwriting, right? It's, the whole thing starts with finding the right deal. But once we, and we look through hundreds of deals to find the right one, and the whole time we're doing underwriting, make sure that the numbers work, right? That's about risk versus reward. We're looking to mitigate the risks as possible while maximizing the rewards as much as possible. Um, that makes sense. So, once you get through the underwriting process and we go, well, we want to move forward this process, how much capital do we need to raise? We always like to start with owner finance properties. Anywhere that we can be creative, right? So um, owner financing is one option or subject to is the other. For existing mortgage, but we're finding in the mobile home park world, a lot of that is owner finance. So as much as we can negotiate those terms first, we'll do that, right? 
for how much percentage of the loan can we get them or the, the balance can we get them to carry for the least amount of interest for the longest term? Right. Once we get through that part, we go, okay, what's the gap, right? What's missing? Then we we try to do as much um, fundraising as possible. So we try to raise the whole amount that's missing. Or we go out of pocket, the less deals we can do. But we're always looking to try to raise enough money to cover the whole expenditure. And that way we go on and do another one. Love it, love it. What what are the what was one of the biggest challenges that you faced as a capital raiser and how did you overcome it? Um, I think the number one hurdle is myself, right? That internal doubt, that internal fear. Um, you just got to do it. Got to step up to the plate and say, you know what? I, I can do this. I, I am smart enough. I am capable. There's a community out here that will support me that are in the same boat with me, that we all want us to roll in the same direction. And let's start putting the pieces together. Um, I think that was really the biggest struggle. I think the, the second part becomes the paperwork and the legal stuff. That's, that's hurdle number two. But to get over that first hurdle, which is your inner doubt, that's, that's the big one that I think holds everybody back. True, true. A lot of people uh, that they say that statement, I can't do this, or this is impossible, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I just, you know, you turn around the group, right? Especially your group. You got a group of go getters. I try, man. Not possible. Boy, we got 100 people that just, just did it. So. Right, right. How do, how do you go about building relationships with investors and staying in touch with them over time? Um, that's way I found to build relationships is by val adding value, right? So we try to go out first and make contact with people by adding value. Again, this is that real estate, the real estate university Facebook group where we just provide free information, a place to answer questions with that first. We don't want to just start by saying, hey, we need something from you. We want to offer something out there to you first, right? Yep. And, and then, so that's one way to stay in contact too, is once we get you into the group, that's one way. But there's a lot of people that come and go and, and maybe not become members of the group. Try to get emails and phone numbers and use a CRM to kind of keep up with people. And a lot of that started with just an Excel spreadsheet. But, you know, we're trying to keep up with the times and use a CRM and send out SMS contacts and emails. Perfect. I'm going to pass it over to Roger. He's going to ask, ask the rest of the questions for you, man. I don't want to take over his show. I just I want, I want to just help him out a little bit. Yeah, my bad. Justin, you are awesome. You always add value to everybody. So we appreciate you, my brother. Yeah, I was trying to uh, get it to record and I guess I was on the wrong account. Um, but what was the last question that you said, Justin? The last question that I asked, the, the next question is going to be, so the question I asked was, um, what are the most effective ways to communicate with investors and keeping them informed? And every, every person is different, right? It's hard to say that everybody's better at text messaging versus email versus direct messaging on Facebook. 
you know, so you got to be flexible and judge everybody a little differently and work with everybody a little differently based on their needs as well. Yeah, everyone has is different. Yep. Some people like phone calls. Okay, uh, and then the next, uh, so the next one was, um, uh, and how do, you, how do you stay up to date on the market trends and new investment opportunities? Believe it or not, that's really tough. There's so much happening at such a fast pace. Um, what works for me and all the traditional sources of news, I, I just avoid. Um, not because I'm trying to avoid them, I just I don't seem to have time to follow any of them. So our lenders that I work with, through the hard money lending side business that send us out blurps about, hey, here's what's going on in the marketplace. Here's what we see with the trends are. Here's what we see is going on with interest rates. And so that, that direct industry feedback, that's what I use to kind of keep up and try to stay informed. But man, things are happening very fast. And What's happening in Texas might be different. What's happening in the Arizona market is very different from Illinois market, right? So all the good to be in in a mentorship like uh, Paces and and Cody's and that where they actually give you some of those analysis and that too. Correct. Yeah, there are plenty of good groups like that. Um, some of them are like drinking from a fire hydrant, right? You just get inundated with information. So you. Know, be yeah. flexible with where you get your information. Uh, get it from a trusted source. And um, can you tell us about a particular successful capital raising campaign that you've been part of? I've uh, been part of a couple of them. So um, the first time we raised funds for a mobile home park, we were really nervous. We were like, we were like boy, this seems like a big hurdle. We were trying to raise $300,000. I think it took us 10 days. And that was like, once we went through it and we started getting people saying, I'm in. It was just like, wow, we can do this. Let's mm -hmm. do it. So, as I was telling Justin earlier, and I don't know if you heard it, sometimes that the biggest hurdle is that self-doubt that you have, right? The unknown. I've never done this before. I don't know how to do it. Uh, I don't think it can be done. You just got to Apply yourself and try it. Yeah, number one hurdle I see keeps everybody back. And, and sometimes, again, working in groups like what you have here, Roger, uh, what Justin has, mm -hmm. working with other like-minded people that say, you know what, you can do this, I'll help you, or I'll show you how, or come along with me and I'll show you, you know, come see what we're doing. The campfire effect, we get in. There's plenty of go-givers in this community, people that are out there doing it and just love to share and want to help others. Yep. And um, how do you balance the needs and interests of investors with those of the project or investment itself? And that, that's always the, the give and take, right? There's always that balance. Not every investor's need is the same. You know, some people are highly focused on one aspect versus another. Um, you just got to build that personal relationship and understand them and adapt accordingly. Yeah. 
Um, how important is transparency and honesty when dealing with investors? And how do you ensure that you maintain the, these qualities in your work? That, that's a great question. And I, my answer is a thousand percent. Um, your integrity is everything. We had that same conversation today as we were talking about, you know, when you have a project that's struggling, you want to make sure that everybody's aware of it, right? If there's, not, not that we've had a project go bad, but that's always the fear in an investor's mind. What happens if a project goes bad? You know, we have to come back and say, no matter what happens to this project, we're going to make it right. So we have personal guarantees on the, on the money that we borrow. Um, and, you know, some of our investors are equity partners. So, you know, they have skin in the game. You have to be upfront, honest, you know, the bad news comes in. It's like the one thing you tell everybody this, and that's when you pick up the phone and you got to tell everybody. Yeah. yeah. Everyone involved. Is, is key. And then um, what advice would you give to someone who is just starting out as a capital raiser? Um, you're just starting out, stay educated, right? Work with other people. That's, that's the easiest way to get started. Um, there's, there's plenty of people. And then just watch out where you're working and who you're working with so you know you're the rules and regs where you're at. And then how do you approach risk management in your work as a capital raiser? <laughs> due diligence, due diligence, due diligence. <laughs> and it's all, yeah, go ahead. Going through all the numbers and then verifying everything that you're told because most of it's wrong or incomplete. Um, and then double checking again. And uh, like right now we have boots on the ground. Not all of our properties that we purchase are in one area, right? We buy all over the U.S., but we have to go and verify. We have to verify that the leases are right, the bank accounts are right. It's sometimes plain detective, but you have to do it. It takes up a lot of time, every acquisition, but you have to do it. All right. All right. Um, well, I did just pop up saying that uh, I have about 10 minutes left before the recording ends. So I guess we'll um, do this last one. Um, I guess, can you give an example of how you've been able to add value for investors beyond simply raising capital? Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, this is kind of how we started, right? Is um, Justin is a great mentor to me as well, whether he knows it or not. Okay. And I saw and Justin has is his community He's put together a great group of people, right? And if you look at it, it's not like all one type of person either, right? You bring together a group of people that are good at acquisitions. Some people are good at disposition. Some people are good at commercial real estate. Some people are single family homes. Some people are short-term rentals, long-term rentals. Put them all together in one place. And all of a sudden, the group that five things add up to five all of a sudden turn into 15 because Boy, all those little gaps we all can cover and share. And I saw that power of community. And, you know, we replicated that with a different purpose than what his group is. But um, the power of community is very important. Yeah. So back, provide value, don't, don't take. Just, you know, sometimes it feels like you give and you give and give. Um, 
and it doesn't return, but it will. Just stick with it. I don't know how long you've been at this, Roger, but um, you know, the longer you're in this life of providing value to others, it does come back. Right. I'm yeah. going to ask you one question before it goes out. What do you see, think the biggest trend that's going to be coming up in the next couple of years? Oh, boy, it is hard to say, Justin. I, I think some of the biggest trends, depends on what you think the, the uh, interest rates are going to do. Um, I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think AI is really going to take over and change a lot of things. Um, to me, I think that's part of it. I still think there's a whole, a whole lot more foreclosures coming down the pipeline. Um, I think people need to be ready and out in that in front of that. And as investors be looking to figure out how we can help people, but also capitalize on the situation. I think that's the biggest thing going on, Justin. And I think Justin's going to take over the world. Mm -hmm. There's still a uh, six minutes, so I didn't know it was going to. No, you're good. You're Roger, good. where are you at? I'm out here in Vegas. Um, I was just been uh, out there partnering uh, with a few people out there wholesaling last year in uh, Georgia. Um, been did a few, did about 10, 15 wholesale deals with my partner, uh, Ben Diaz. Um, now we're just, uh, we're uh, partnered with uh, Ben Lobo with the Investor Syndicate, helping him build his community in that right now. Um, just trying to uh, get things going in that. And of course, been working with uh, Justin, seeing him. We had just called some agents earlier today, just before I remembered I had a podcast to get on, but the original guy, um, he didn't show up. So Justin uh, brought you on. So <laughs> yeah, so it was perfect timing. I just got hung up the phone with one person and we got a little bit of time for my next call and Justin hit my phone. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get my podcast set up in that. Um, this is this will be like one of my first uh, was going to be one of my first uh, scheduled episodes. So I'll post this one on and that and get, share it with Justin and that too. So we get some content and that going. Hey, well, y'all got to see these dogs. I know this is so random, but y'all got to see this. Look, I'm sharing my screen. Check this out. Look who just came up. Where those guys come from? It's down the street. Look at all these dang dogs, man. Little babies. Oh, man. There's some other ones that went over here, but yeah, it's crazy. And Justin's comment, too, I think another trend that's going to happen is I think short-term rentals are going to continue to get heavily regulated in, in certain markets. And, you know, you've seen that in Las Vegas. So somewhere there's got to be a give and some pushback and allow the investing market flex and, and still grow in, in a direct market. All right. What, what part of, what markets are you in, Shane? You're out there in Cali, right? No, I'm in Michigan currently. I, I just moved out of uh, Texas just before Christmas, and now I'm back up here in Michigan. Uh, but we buy all over. Um, we're buying in Oklahoma, Arizona, Texas. Florida, Tennessee, and Michigan, Ohio. Awesome. We looked at some properties in Indiana, but we didn't buy yet. So we're open. 
Hey, I appreciate you coming on last minute, my brother. Hey, you know what? Anything for you, Justin? You you have a good day. You got my man, direct dial. I owe you so much. Man, we're, we're going to kill it, bro. We're going to all just crush it this year. This year is going to be amazing. <laughs> There's a lot going on. Um, thanks to you, I have uh, Marvelous Mary coming on and doing my show this Thursday. Hey, I seen you interviewed uh, Fetch It also. Yes. I love it. He was awesome. He's a high energy guy. Great software. He's cool. Dude, you need to get um, you need to get David Richer. That's the one I got coming this Thursday. He's the author of Fer Profit First in Real Estate Investing. Yeah, okay. It, it, Thursday's so hard for me to catch your show because I'm right behind you. But I'll try to make your show this Thursday. All right, man. And y'all have a good one. I'm going to log out and eat some food, y'all. Yeah, and anybody looking for real estate advice, Justin is the guy to get a hold of. He is up at like four o'clock in the morning and he usually does Zooms and calls to about 2 a.m. So I don't know how he does it, but he is amazing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a human AI monster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, I appreciate the, the time. Yeah, same here. All right, Shane. Yep, you guys have a great day. All right, Justin.